TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today's show, when we talk about a marketing spin that's actually out there on wellness products. But before we do that, we have, uh, you know, I thought we'd just recap on the success we've been actually having in the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. Damien, would you like to show, you know, tell the audience, you know, what's been happening in our li- oh, lives in the last couple so of weeks? So much. So much has been happening. I don't know where to start. Like, you know, if we, I don't even want to put any spin on it because it's all true. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's really, it's incredible. You know, we were talking just before, right, boys, about uh, all the downloads that we've had, and I'd love to say it's 500,000 downloads in the last 90 days, but I'll be honest, it's only 103,000. But that's that's incredible, 103,000 yeah. downloads um, in the last 90 days of the, of the wellness guys. Funny, yeah, I thought it was just my parents listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least your parents listen. My parents aren't listening. Let me tell you that. They don't know what a podcast is. Which is uh, which I think is even funnier, but uh, you know that's quite amazing. The couch is going off. There's so many people jumping onto the couch. What I love, and I like using the language around it as well. Like, um, so I'll be saying, people are going, so what's this couch about? And I go, well, what we've got is a whole bunch of wellness experts that sit on the couch and have their own podcast, and so their podcast sits on the couch with us, and we just talk about great stuff. And they go, oh, that sounds really interesting. And so they go on and jump onto the couch and. It's just been the coolest thing. The couch has gone nuts. And, of course, with the, the couch going mental um, with, and the summit coming up, like people are just – there's people jumping on board left, right and centre for the summit. I think nearly all of the tickets for the, um, for the VIP section have nearly almost all sold out, I think, haven't they, boys? And then, um, you know, we're, we're doing really well with sales um, just generally for the actual event itself. So it's going to be a massive event, 12 speakers – in the Gold Coast, it should be. It should have stopped raining by the time we get there. It's, <laughs> it's going to be. Un- I'm, I'm so excited about it, boys. What about you guys? I'm be very awesome. excited. Now, Brett, let's talk about now. Right now, at the moment, we have five shows. Now, we recently yeah. just hit. You know, five. Th- those five shows actually hit the top twelve. Um, health and on health i believe now yep. we also got a you know couple of uh, new shows coming up would you like to tell the audience sort of what kind of shows are, are yeah up? yeah there's some really exciting ones well first of all i guess the fifth show has come on board and so if you haven't checked that out there's a new show on love and relationships called love life which is on the channel now so you can check that out on the wellness couch right now Congratulations, um, and there's a couple of, that's good that's good it's an awesome show too and there's a couple of new ones coming so damien is going to be doing a new show with with his uh, great friend marcus pierce and they're going to be doing a show all about living healthily to 100 and beyond. And so they're going to be interviewing some, some older people from all around the world who are just doing it, just going great guns as they age and doing a brilliant job and you know, just kicking goals, all about how they do it and what they do. And, and there's some awesome interviews lined up already and, well, uh, and I can't some. wait to hear them. They're going to be so good. We've got about ten in the in the can already. Like we're wow. uh, we're we're banging them off, and ah, uh, some of them. Like I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a secret. Can you? We've 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 just interviewed John Demartini. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's the one massive. I heard. I was like, I can't wait to hear that. So that's, that's going to be big. brilliant. Um, another bloke by the name of um, oh, I don't know if I want to share it. I'm actually I'm not going to share it. I'm going to keep it a secret. 
All right. And so, and then there's one other show that's going to come out hopefully next week, which is going to be called That Paleo Show. Yeah, and so that's going to be obviously with me because I'm a bit obsessed with the paleo stuff and a couple of my colleagues who are, yeah. who are perhaps <laughs> even more obsessed with the paleo stuff than me. Oh, and, impossible. Uh, so we're just going to be talking about all things paleo. And so you know, our first 12 episodes are going to be a really just a simple lowdown on what paleo is, what you do, what to avoid, how to do it well. You know everything you ever wanted to know about paleo, and it's it's going to be a great one. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I think enough about ourselves, boys. We better get on with talking about this marketing spin. Well, this is yes. going to be an interesting topic. So I'm really looking forward to this because right there on the when you go to grocery shopping and you see all these health or quote unquote health or wellness products that are out there, it's uh, really sad to see. We've got to make sure we start to, you know, kind of just open the doors a little bit to say that this stuff is actually not wellness or actually healthy so let's look at that let's we're gonna have what we obviously have our top 10 list of what is the the craziest Obvious. spin yes. that that's been done on those uh, on those labels so let's start off with the first one the classic one fat free damien let's take that uh, on board fat free implies that you're free to be fat that's what that means <laughs> so that's exactly what's going to happen you eat fat free you're going to get fat there's no doubt about it if you're going fat free eating high sugar if you're going to eat high sugar you're going to get fat you're going to get diabetes you'll lose a foot a toe an ankle a leg something's going to go wrong don't eat fat free stuff just period avoid it if it claims to be fat free it's not going to be good for you. When you eat fat-free, you're eating high carbohydrate. It has to be that way unless you're going to have extra protein. Actually, in fact, the only fat-free stuff that's on the planet would be low-fat meat, which would be lean meat, which means it's going to be grass-fed or it's fish. So that, that's the only thing you can be fat-free. If it's anything else and it's fat-free, then it's going to be high carbohydrate. That spells danger starting with C. All right, well, let's uh, tackle the next uh, label there. Usually we see sugar-free. Brett, would you like to take that? What does it mean? Yeah. By, why should we not be eating sugar-free stuff? I don't know, people are thinking, well, if it's not fat-free, sugar-free has got to be good, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I, think, I think the first thing I want to say is, look, as soon as you see a health claim on the product, your radar should immediately, like, bing, go up. You know, you've got to be yeah. thinking, okay, hang on, there's a health claim here. What are they trying to sell me? What are they trying to con me on? Because and so often that's the case. And is it true? And so... Sugar-free, basically, usually sugar-free means that, I mean, most foods have got some element of sugar in them and, and most stuff that we create has got some element of sugar in them. So if it doesn't have that, then they've usually sweetened it some other way and often that's with artificial sweeteners. So as soon yeah. as you see that label sugar-free, you should be turning over the packet saying, does it have artificial sweeteners in it? If it does, we know those things aren't good for us, particularly not good for our nervous system and our brains. And so we just want to be flat out avoiding those. So as soon as you see that sugar-free label, Flip it over, have a look for those names of those artificial sweeteners, and as soon as you see those, then you think, nah, that's not something I should be putting into my body. Okay, I'm going to throw Can I? Just, can I yeah, oh, you go, LT. Sorry, well, I've got a quick question for you, though, Demo, because um, a lot of people say, well, well there's got to be some good. We, we kind of mentioned about aspartame and aspartame, depending on how you pronounce it, um, you know, being really bad, bad for you, being a neurotoxin to the brain. And um, But there's got to be, you know, people talk about these natural alternative sugar damien could you address some of them like you know stevia good or you know all this stuff is uh, that's actually out there people are just misguided so they, let's let's tell them the truth yeah cool well stevia is great just by itself no problems but i guarantee it that you're not going to want to eat stevia by itself because it's like it's the most bitter thing you've ever had in your life so even though it's 400 times sweeter than sugar it is the most bitter thing it's like sucking on the concentrate of a million lemons it's disgusting <laughs> it's uh it's not that nice so you do get sweetness but it wrecks everything so the way in which a lot of these companies get around that what they do is they add something called erythritol 
And erythritol is the alcohol of fructose. And so basically they've taken a naturally occurring sugar, made it into some kind of an alcohol, which gets sweet essentially, and uh, they bind it and add it to a tiny little bit of stevia and then they go, oh, 100% natural. And you go, you, like I want to swear right now because I get so emotionally upset by it because it's, it's such a lie. Erythritol, xylitol, um, maltitol, sorbitol, all these things that are man-made, highly processed sugars get the term natural because they're derived from fruits, but they're not natural because if it was natural, it would grow on trees. So it's it's something that's been manufactured, and I guarantee you that, I, in fact, mark my words on this podcast, in less than five years, I reckon we'll be hearing about the dangers of erythritol. I, just avoid the stuff. Nice. Talk about obviously what you just kind of mentioned about natural. Like, what about when a package says natural, whatever confectionery or natural something, whatever it is, <laughs> natural products, but yet it comes in a package. Right? Isn't natural yeah. stuff in the aisles of like the fruit and veggie aisles? So, how can they claim natural, and why is that a, a sort of a marketing spin? Brett, oh. you want to tackle that? Or? Brett, you go, Brett. Yeah. You go, Brett. I mean, those, those sweets are the classic, aren't they? Because you look at them in the sweet side of the supermarket and they'll be like all natural flavors. And you look at them and they're like bright red and bright orange. And I don't know about you guys, but they just don't look like natural flavors to me. I, th- I think as soon as you look at that, you think, okay, like how are they getting it to look like that from a so-called natural product? <laughs> so, you know, it's just but, so uh, processed. It's so far from a natural product so far from a f- piece of fruit that falls off the tree um, yeah. that your body just doesn't know what to do with it. Like it, to, to be able to claim that that's natural, to be honest, is quite absurd. So I think definitely, you know, if it's natural, then you should be actually picking it off the tree yourself. Like I did, you know, went around blackberry picking today. And yeah. then, you know, well, I, don't, I did probably kill the blackberries, but no, the, I, I picked <laughs> them off of the tree and, uh, and that's natural, you know. <laughs> like natural is not in a supermarket, in a packet and bright orange. Well, that's the thing with natural, isn't it, is that it's about we are actually taking a life form, like a life force, and actually taking that life force and ingesting it to yeah. you know, f- to feel our life form. You know, that's yeah. what that natural is. Is You know, unfortunately, anything that comes in a package, I don't care if it's natural packaged or natural processed, it's still processed. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just... It's just oh, apart from nuts, right, because they can be natural. But, you know, I, I want to just elaborate on that because there's some companies out there that actually say, listen to this, guys. Imagine you, heard, imagine you read this, it said the natural sweetener. Now, wouldn't that just be sugar? Surely the natural sweetener would be sugar. Maple syrup, maybe? Maple syrup. Honey? Like, surely it would be something that actually exists in nature. Well, there's a company out there that's actually claiming that their product is the natural sweetener. And that just goes to show you that natural means jack. It means absolutely nothing because... If it has to say that it's the natural, then in other words, they're trying to con you into believing that it's as good as anything else. It's not. It's it's just not. Mm, excellent. So let's move on to the next part. I mean, obviously, organic, um, anything organic is really big at the moment. Not so much here yeah. in WA, but everywhere else seems like it's big. Um, yeah. <laughs> organic foods is, is huge. And, uh, you know, why is putting organic on a label or a product so bad for you, Brett? Well, I guess the key thing about organic is it has multiple different meanings, doesn't it? So mm. organic can mean um, free from pesticides and chemicals. 
Um, or organic can mean made from organic material like rocks. Petrol. Right? Petrol. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just because it says organic on it doesn't necessarily mean it is what you're thinking of as being organic. Now, yes. you know, obviously with the foods, it gets a little bit easier nowadays because there's, you know, there's different uh, groups that are regulating that. Um, although, you know, you have to be careful with which of those groups are regulating as well because it seems that they, they do have different standards. Um, and if you want to know more about that, I mean, we did a whole episode on that and talked to some experts on organics about, you know, which certifications to look out for and which ones not. Um, right. But you want to be conscious of that. But, you know, I found it particularly, I mean, we were looking for um, products to stock in my practice and, and we looked at all the different beauty products and I was astounded at the lack of regulation in that industry in terms That's of what cool. they allow to be called organic because, mm. You know, I, I was looking at them and these cl- companies claiming to be organic and turning them over and reading the labels, and I was dumbfounded at the, the list of ingredients that was that were far from organic, and yeah. um, just you know, huge long names that you had to like Google to find out even what that product is, and uh, and so it's it's a really often unregulated, you know, like I said, more so regulated in the food, but particularly with other products, it's it's just not well regulated, which means that anyone can pass themselves off as organic in order to try and sell you a product. Um, but but often they've just got a huge array of things added in. So you know, I know we spoke to Cindy O'Meara. She was big on telling everyone to to turn it over and read the labels. And I think with all of this marketing spin, that's that's just a such a key point. You know, you can't trust the fact that it says sugar free on it. You can't trust the fact that it says organic on it or natural on it. You actually have to turn it over, read the label, see if there's stuff there that you recognise, or if there's massive long you know, the whole alphabet style names, hmm. um, you know, when you start seeing those, you've got to think, okay, you know, maybe this isn't natural, maybe this isn't organic, and maybe this isn't something that my body knows what to do with, maybe this isn't something with intelligence that my body's going to be able to deal with. Um, so you know, really think about flipping it over and having a look at those labels. Don't just trust the fact that it says organic or natural, I think is a really important thing. I think it's important to say now is, is that we're not trying to say don't ever buy any of these products to say that. It's just that you got to look like exactly what Brett said. You got to look critical. at the label and be critical about it yeah. because some of these products are really good out there that actually have these labels on it. But yeah. it's, let's face it, companies out there are trying to make a profit. I mean, that's what they do. And that's, you know, that's, that's their job, right? And the marketing team that work behind these companies are there to make the company money and the shareholders money. So they got to do everything possible. And the one thing about organics, I remember um, it, we were interviewing someone and just reading a couple articles on it, is that a lot of the, especially in the American companies that are actually actually owned by companies like Coca-Cola and owned by these massive big companies. And they actually own those organic companies uh, as a side branch, but they also own the, the uh, I think, the, the, orga- um, the organic certification um, yeah. to, to make them certified as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of like it's, it's dipping into the same pot. So And they've kind of created their own system and obviously it's not necessarily organic as well. So we just got to be careful. Um, but obviously now with social media, it's exposing a lot of these companies, which is obviously a good thing too as well. That's right. That's right. Hey, today I went for a run, boys. I went for a run. Well and, done, Damien. Uh, I know, I know. It was, a, it, was a, uh, it was an all right run. It was nice. Jackson was rollerblading next to me. And uh, so it was nice. It was in my uh, barefoot shoes too, by the way, bro. Oh, so nice. um, you'll be impressed with that. Getting a little bit more caveman all the time, Damo. <laughs> no, well, I haven't shaved today too, so I was feeling nice. more like Red Hills. So that was Love pretty it. cool. But I arrived at this little, um, at this little, like, little cafe thing um, at the Brighton Baths uh, in here, here in Melbourne. And in there, they were selling, guess what? Organic water. Organic water? Wow. Yeah, organic water. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I was like, I was, Jackson's gone, isn't all water organic, Dad? And I've gone, 
yeah, pretty much, mate. But he goes, well, why are they saying it's organic water? And I said, well, maybe um, this is real water and the other water is not. How do you explain that to your kids? It's disgusting. Well, anyway, it's the, you've got to look for the certified organic and just the use of the word organic doesn't mean that it's any better or worse for you than anything else. I'll tell you what, Tim, I'm tipping what comes out of our taps in Adelaide here would never be able to put organic water on the yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with that, actually. I was going to say. <laughs> there's, a, there's something wrong with Adelaide and water. Fluoride and, you and know, I'm lucky that I don't actually have mains tap water here in Adelaide. But every now and then you go to a restaurant and they put some of that water on your table and you have one sip and you go, wow, that is not cool. I, Adelaide so water it's... does taste funky. It's, it's yeah. weird. It's <laughs> it does. really bad water. Don't We're ever at the end drink... of the line here. Yeah. All right. Let's Let's move on from organic to um, you know the farming. I, I love this. This is what would you see? Because obviously we, um, we we talk a lot about grass fed meat, and uh, and well, obviously most people are looking for grass fed meat. But because the marketing has been around that, when you actually buy, you know, even in restaurants like these high class restaurants, they will say grain fed meat, or you see buy eggs with grain fed chicken, and it's almost like it's like because they put something in front of the the chicken or the the egg or uh, you know or the meat that is actually that much better being grain fed so brett i know you love talking about this topic so yeah, yeah. tell us why grain fed well obviously we know why but maybe some people who might be new to the show let's talk a little bit about why grain fed meat would be so bad for us yeah well look basically it's because animals aren't designed to eat grains i mean the the you know cows did not grow up eating grains um you know well lots of them do now but they didn't before um, and chickens didn't eat grains. You know, they, they scrav- scounged and scavenged and, you know, ate bugs and grass and all those sort of things. Cows right. ate lots of grass. And that's really healthy for their fat ratios. So they had much healthier omega-3 to omega-6 fat ratios, sometimes as healthy as one-to-one ratios, as opposed to the grain-fed stuff, which can be as unhealthy as 20-to-1 ratios. Um, and so the, the grass-fed stuff is just actually much better for us. And so even though these restaurants will try and tell you that the, the grain-fed stuff is the bee's knees and they'll try and tell you that it tastes better and that it's got better marbling and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, and the interesting thing is I find not only is it that the grass-fed one is often the cheapest one on the menu, which is kind of cool because you sort of scan down and they've got these all these outrageously expensive steaks and actually the one that I want is the cheapest one on the menu because it's grass-fed and I, I find that kind of cool because mm. I'm getting the one that's actually best for me the one that I actually enjoy the taste of the most because once you sort of get into the, the game of your meats and you get used to the taste of grass-fed and maybe even start eating some kangaroo and stuff, you tend to like mm. the taste of the grass-fed stuff better. Um, so it's the one that, that's best for me. It's the one that I like the best and it's actually the cheapest one, which is kind of cool. So so look for the grass-fed on the menu if they have it. Unfortunately, the place I went to lunch today didn't have one and I had to pick a grain-fed one. I wasn't happy. I was letting Oh, you'll be dying oh. inside. You'll be dying. Oh. <laughs> You're going to be on detox. No option. Right? The paleo followers are turning off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're letting me go. I'm out. I'm out. I can hear the gasping right there. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that does happen, doesn't it? You know, there'll be times when you you'll go to a you know, you'll be in a situation and you've got to make the best of a bad situation. You know, yeah, I'm sure, Bretto, sure. you could have chosen to have something different that may have could been have the less beneficial. Could have yeah. the pizza. <laughs> you could have had the uh, the fish and chips, for example. So there's I could have uh, the, the kids menu. Let's not start there. Oh yeah, god, the kids menu. Oh, oh, that's a whole man. episode. How about that? <laughs> 
Oh, that's a link back to on the, the ep- menu, but we could talk for 30 minutes about that. Oh, that's like that episode we do on childhood obesity. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I just been on holiday in Bali and, you know, obviously yeah. we're going out to restaurants and the kids menus are, you know, it's french fries with every single meal. It's ridiculous. Terrible. Terrible. But anyways, we want to go there. Oh, well, maybe french fries we can lead off to there. The next one is antioxidants. <laughs> so, Damien, what, let's talk about, you know, when you have a label of something that has antioxidant added, you know, what do we got to be careful there? Well, the thing is that uh, oxidation implies that oxygen will kill you, and uh, and it's possible that it might. <laughs> you know, too much oxygen over a long period of time creates uh, free radical damage and oxidative stress on the body. That's that's the whole argument behind having things that are good um, free radical scavengers and antioxidants. So, antioxidant-rich nutrients. You know, really, essentially, it's vitamin A, C, and E. Uh, these here tend to be the, you know the ideal ones or the, the early pioneers and then they went from there to get talk about beta carotene and alpha carotene and they went on from there to talk about berberine and all different types of um, oligomeric proanthocyanid and chemical type things that are, exist in normal uh, plants and structures that if you they say that if you focus on eating lots of these things then you won't get cancer or die and uh, and that of course is not anywhere near the truth because there's a whole lot of reasons why you might get cancer there's a whole lot of reasons why you might die but it's marketing spin to say that something contains lots of antioxidants and so therefore you should buy it. Ideally, all you do is you eat a diet that's really rich in fruits and vegetables and you're probably going to get more than enough antioxidants to live a really healthy, long, fulfilling life. But uh, there is definitely a push to have more antioxidants. And certainly these days with the nutrigenomic stuff, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, my genes, I, I, lack, a, I lack a particular um, genetic profile, and so I've got to have more antioxidants in my diet, um, otherwise I'm going to die young. So that's one of the arguments for that. But you don't have to. My thing is eat a really healthy diet, and you're probably going to do really, really well. Yeah, not, not to mention, Damo, the fact of what are they adding the antioxidants to, right? Because <laughs> we're now seeing it with you know people are talking about antioxidants in alcohol, but we're also seeing it added into things. So it might be like coffee with added antioxidants, or you know various different products with added antioxidants. And I sort of say to people, well, look. You know, if I got arsenic and added antioxidants in it, it still wouldn't be good for you. It's not just about what you're adding in. It's about what actually you're adding it into that's important yeah. as well. Yeah, that's it's like true. French that's fries true. with added antioxidants or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, if you give add a bit time, of tomato give sauce, time. Yeah. Hey, give it to the tomato sauce and there you go. You've got a bit of a prostate cancer-preventing nutrient there. Like <laughs> The lycopene from the tomato sauce, it's, it's bang. It's bang on. Go <laughs> for gold or ketchup for whichever country you're from. Yeah, well, let's talk about the uh, superfoods now like i mean that's sort of links right into antioxidants um yeah brett let's talk to you about uh, superfoods what what happens when you it's the same same line anyways here but uh, let's talk a little bit about that well it's it's just another one of those terms that's that's not regulated you know so so what does it actually mean i mean i, I could go out there and promote any given food in the market as a superfood based on you know one property that i can find in it that that seems to be beneficial for people so um, and maybe even there's not even a property there. We just decide to call it a superfood. And so there's a whole range of stuff out there claiming to be superfoods and claiming to be amazing and like, you know, this is the one product that you need to take and as long as you take this, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be healthy. And of course, mm. the reality is that you need a wide range of nutrients. So you need a wide range of foods. You need a wide range of fruits and vegetables. You know, there's no one fruit or vegetable or meat or nut that's going to give you absolutely everything you need to be healthy. 
Um, so I guess that's the thing to look out for with the superfoods. You know, you can't eat a crap diet and then just eat this one superfood and be fine. <laughs> you know, you actually still have to eat healthy. You have to eat a wide range of stuff. Um, so I guess that's where the superfood argument falls Especially down. Especially when it comes to like a, some, you know, foreign country in this really remote place, this one fruit, one berry that only grows in that one spot. Yeah. It's a superfood for everybody, right? It's hard to imagine that everyone evolved to eat a fruit that only comes from one remote location or even perhaps from the ocean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of think, well, how did, how did we evolve to require that? That's quite strange. All right, Can we'll we talk just... about one of those? Let's sure, talk about that, one of those. Yeah, let's go do it. Because people are going, oh, superfood. Well, what's a superfood? One of them is goji berries. Let's take, let's look at the humble little goji berry for for a moment. It it is considered to be a superfood because it's really rich in antioxidants. So often the superfoods are rich in a particular nutrient, like an antioxidant. And in this case, goji berries are very very rich in it. But also interestingly, goji berries. And if you speak to Lauren Cordain about this, and I know that you, you may have actually heard him say this, Brett, um, that goji berries are the the, the number, the highest they contain the most amount of salicylates out of any other food on the planet. Like they have the most amount of salicylates. Now, the implication people are going, oh, what's a salicylate? The implication for salicylates is for eczema, asthma, arthritis, dermatitis, um, and a whole host of degenerative diseases. They're made worse by high salicylate diet. So a lot of people are going out there going, oh, I've got to get myself some superfoods. They're whacking all these goji berries into their smoothies or whacking goji berries onto their cereal and uh, or whacking goji berries on their grass-fed kangaroo. And, uh, and, and they're getting all this salicylate activity going on in their body, which is actually driving this inflammatory process even worse. So I'm not saying that if you're if you're eating goji berries that you're doing the wrong thing, but you probably don't need to eat heaps of them to protect yourself. In fact, you could, if you've got one of these you know, sort of inflammatory conditions, be making it a little bit worse. Just be careful because goji berries, a superfood rich in antioxidants, also contains the most amount of salicylates on the planet of any other food. Well, there you have it. Now, we only got five minutes left, but we've got to get through the rest of this list. So let's move on to your favorite topic, Damien, fiber and bowel movements. Um, (laughs) Let's let's get through this quickly, and uh, let's talk about invisible fiber. All right. Hey, I was at a Mediherb. Mediherb is a a herbal company here in Australia, and I was at one of their seminars. It must be eight or nine, maybe 10 years ago, maybe even 13. Time is going fast these days. And I was at this seminar, and we had a special guest speaker from the CSIRO here in Australia, the uh, you know government-funded organisation of scientific research, uh, and they were researching the uh, the potential benefits of using recycled plastic in food. And so, what they were looking to do was actually use <laughs> like ground-down pencils, like pens and plastic bottles from Coca-Cola and all those sorts of things, rip it to bits, shred it up, make it small enough that they could actually add it to foods and it would be considered to be an invisible fiber. Oh, my God. No. Yes. They were talking <laughs> about using this stuff. My stomach's Try- turning right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's good for flossing your teeth too. And so what they were, uh, what they were suggesting was that in less than a decade, you will, f- you will find it in your food. Now, if these guys say it's good, like for example, um, those cereals that the CSIRO brought out a few years ago, um, the, you know, the, the, do you know the ones I'm talking about? The um, special OT thing that they brought out, genetically modified thing. If they add, if they add. Um, plastic to something it can't be good we've now got bread in australia that says it contains invisible fiber there's white bread What's we're talking it? about right what yeah what, well i think it might even be across all kinds of breads but the, what the selling point is saying you don't have to feed your kids brown bread anymore 
for the fiber, just give them this wonder white invisible fiber <laughs> stuff, and you'll be you can right. See it. Excellent, Lovely. and they'll still enjoy it. Awesome. Unreal. <laughs> All what right, let's move heck? on to the next uh, last couple here. Um, what about uh, fruit juices, Brett? You love this. Yeah, you talk yeah. about this. You know, contains real fruit. Yeah, that's got to be good for one, us. isn't it? It contains real fruit, or it's a fruit drink, right? And so, once again, you turn it over and you have a look at it. And you go, yeah, sure, it contains real fruit, but it's like three percent, or it's like five percent, right? So, you know, we now have, uh, you know, orange flavored soft drinks that we can buy that are, you know, contain real fruit, and uh, and it's a minute percent. And of course, you've got to look at well, what else does it contain, right? We have, you know, rolled out flat pieces of fruit that you can buy in the supermarket for kids' lunches, and they contain real fruit. That's got but they also contain. A whole bunch of other things and colors and flavors and preservatives and you know that they the, the real fruit is such a minute percentage of what actually goes into these products. Oh no, some uh, of them are real. Like some, they, they, some are real. Some are just real fruit flat out. So yeah, so so some of them do have fruit in them, and uh, some of them don't have a lot of fruit in them. <laughs> so once again, turn it over, see what else is in it because that's really important. It's, it's the other stuff that's not the fruit that really gets you. I think it's really important, Damien. You were talking about fruit concentrates. Um, would you like to tell the audience about, a little bit about that? Because I think it's really interesting to kind of understand that whole process of what the difference between fruit concentrate and just actual fruit juice. Yeah, yeah. you know how they go um, made from, you know, contains 99% real fruit. And so you go, oh, that's pretty good. That's nearly 100%. That's pretty, I'll, I'll have that. And you look at the rest of the ingredients and it says um, citric acid and natural flavor. <laughs> what, what else could be more natural than the actual fruit itself? So I don't really understand that. But it says natural flavor, <laughs> citric acid. Citric acid a bit of vitamin C, that's all right. But 99% real fruit from reconstituted juice. So what they've done is they've dehydrated the fruit, turned it into a powder, and then added the water back into it to make it 99% natural fruit juice. And, uh, and then they <laughs> stop. A lot of when they do that, they add sugar into it as well, Damo. So they That's add right. sugar into it to make it back to the amount that it would have been previously is what they say, but it actually yeah. has just added sugar in it. Oh, yeah, it that's right. And they don't, have to, they don't have to declare that either because that's a, yeah, uh, it's a, it's, yeah up to 5%. But interestingly, somebody the other day was commenting that uh, they know of somebody who has given up Coca-Cola, which I celebrated. I said, that's fantastic, and taken up Fanta because it contains <laughs> real fruit. Yeah, <laughs> See, these marketing spin works. They, they do work. It's scary, isn't it? It's scary. All right, last one, guys. Last one. We'll hit this off. Energy drinks. Energy. What about added energy? What about all that energy I'm going to get from drinking this yeah. stuff? It's right. a classic, isn't it? And the, the key problem with this is it's usually stuff that does give you energy in the very short term. So it's stuff with lots of caffeine in it, stuff with lots of sugar in it, stuff with lots of um, you know processed carbohydrates in it, which do contain lots of energy, but they tend to give you a massive spike of energy followed by a massive dump and a massive low of energy. Um, and long term tend to drain you of all of your energy. So, you know, whilst it's fine to say full of energy, and we see this in a lot of our breakfast cereals, cram pat full of energy. Um, you know, they're going to give you a spike of energy, sure, but these kids are going to be going off to school and just crashing out at school because they're not getting the healthy fats and proteins that they need to have long-term long energy throughout the day. They're getting a quick spike followed by a massive crash. And, you know, we're certainly seeing the dangers of that in terms of all the energy drinks that are out there and the quantities of those things people are drinking are just scary, particularly mm. kids. And, and so you really want to just be avoiding those short-term quick-fix energy boosts because they tend to lead to long-term energy drains. 
Yes. Oh, just quickly on that, just quickly on that. There's a new drink out that says a five-hour energy boost, right? That's not any better. That's not any better just because it's five hours. It's not a quick one. It's not. That's not any better. The other thing is too that people are going, oh, well, you know, I need the extra energy, but I don't want the sugar. So they're going the sugar-free version of the oh, energy drink. Oh, and that's a, that's a massive danger, right? What you're doing there is you're tricking the body into thinking you're getting something sweet. You're giving it a whole lot of um, adrenal surge-type chemicals like caffeine and um, – Oh, what's the other one? Guarana. Taurine. Now, guarana is a herb, right? And that contains more caffeine. So they add caffeine and they've got guarana in there. So it's got more caffeine and then they put some taurine in there. That gets your heart beating faster. So they've got all those sorts of things that are going on in there. And then you've got no sugar to actually make that function. So you fatigue out quickly and then you've got to go buy some more food or get something else that's sweet again or you buy another one of those stupid energy drinks and try and get through like that. So beware of the... Well, just don't have them anyway. It's natural, isn't it? (laughs) It's a herb. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from them. Oh, well, listen, this is the episode on marketing spin, and uh, that's the scary stuff. Like, there's some huge stuff that's going on, and you wonder why we're in such a crisis. I mean, money is millions of dollars is being poured into companies uh, to create for us as consumers to eat and drink these products um, for a reason. So, let's take, I hope this episode shed some light on uh, the truth of what these products actually contain, and you actually think twice before. Or, um, consuming them uh, as products. So as always, go to thewellnessguys.com and let us know what you think. Like, Join us on Facebook and tell us what are your favorite marketing spins. These are our top 10 favorite marketing spins that's, that's out there. Tell us what you think uh, will be the best. Now, Wellness Summit as well will be coming up with the, the you know, I think 12 wellness speakers. I hope you guys join us on um, In the Go Coast. Go to thewellnesssummit.com to make sure you catch that one day event that's going to rock the world so until next week begin creating wellness into our lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives 